papers or parchments of paper for the audience for the class to read, the, the people who attended this symposium. And then we broke into small groups, and then we discussed the paper. And the only problem with him is that many of them had not read the paper. And this won't work unless the reader actually reads the paper, thinks about the paper. Ideally, the reader would get together with some of their friends, and they would all form a small journal club. And then they would first think about it by themselves and then discuss it amongst the group. And then they would say, well, this is this. I figured this. I think this is good. I think this is bad. And then they can just, at the next meeting of this journal club, talk about what I thought about it. And they can say, that Kortz guy, he's... He's crazy. This is he's got the totally wrong slant on it. And then communicate with me. And the method we have set up for communication is actually go to an Aspen website called Aspen Connect and actually type in what your thoughts were and I will be responsible for periodically looking at that and then responding or saying, Gee, you're right, I never thought of that uh, because that's gonna happen a lot. There are gonna be a lot of times readers are gonna fix things that just never occurred to me. And this is then going to become a very, inter I hope, a very interactive process. And at the end of the day, I'm hoping the readers will have more skill at being able to interpret evidence. And then when even they go to a meeting and they hear a paper presented, they can stand up and ask a question because something the investigator did didn't make any sense. And that, that's my vision of what this is going to be. It sounds really exciting. So you will suggest a paper, and you would like the readers to to get that paper, read it, think about it prior to reading the next Journal Club issue. And not only that, but set up a Journal Club with their colleagues and, and hopefully engage in a discussion about it on Aspen Connect. You know, at JPEN, we have a very broad readership, even within the Aspen membership. Uh, there's a broad membership, but at JPEN, the membership or the readership is even broader. Do you have a specific target audience, or do you feel that there's there's value for really that whole range of readers that JPEN has? The, well, I'm a clinician, and so most of the papers that I'm going to, probably all the papers that I'm going to be suggesting will be clinical papers. The basic science researcher may get less out of this, although many of the principles that I'll be discussing in terms of applications to clinical papers will be equally applicable to basic science papers. I would like to open it up to everybody and let the basic science people look at it for a little bit, and if they find value to keep on using it, if the, I, I just the papers themselves will not be basic science papers, as, as, at least as of this time. Now, we practice in an era of clinical guidelines. So for the clinician who doesn't necessarily have any research experience or research training, they don't understand stats, they, they've just never been exposed to that, but they're quite happy to wait for the clinical guidelines to come out and know that someone has gone and judged the quality of that evidence. What is the value for those individuals to participate? What would you tell them? Uh, it would be worth the extra effort for them to be able to understand how to, to look at many of these things themselves. I would strongly encourage them to get involved in this process. As you probably know, there's been a lot of criticism of guidelines that have been published, and the Institute of Medicine has sent out, published a whole book called Guidelines We Can Trust. And the problem has been that guidelines are often reflect the biases of the people that are writing the guidelines. And then within those guideline authors, there are huge numbers of conflicts of interest and other kinds of biases. And many of the guidelines simply don't really adequately evaluate the evidence. The problem is getting better. There, there are now movements afoot to try to get more objective 
criteria to how you judge a paper. But the, but many of the guidelines that are still out there were created and continue to be created in a intellectual, not vacuum, but intellectual bias. And one of the major things I'm going to be talking about or writing about in many of these papers will be the influence of bias on clinical results. So even guidelines that cite randomized trials, the issue of being able to go back and look at that randomized trial and realize that it was it, it had biases entered into it that may influence the final result. I, I think the guideline people would be particularly helped by, by becoming more familiar with how to read the original papers. Very good. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that Institute of Medicine report. When that came out, I did publish an editorial on that and look at the process that the Institute of Medicine recommended and what we were using at Aspen. I was I was very pleased to see that Aspen has adopted the recommendations for using grade. Um, the one thing that we could use in our process is inclusion of patient level opinions that the Institute of Medicine does does recommend. But with regard to the other criteria regarding multidisciplinarity, systematic review of the literature explicit and transparent processes, uh, alternate care options, and being reconsidered and revised with the new approach that we're using. The Aspen guidelines that we publish in JCAN are meeting those criteria with that one exception of having the patients involved. And when we did talk about that, there was an effort to try and make that happen. This is a difficult process. Writing a guideline is not easy, and it takes a lot of effort to do it to, to do it at all and a huge amount of effort to do it well. And I applaud you for trying to do this. I know the guidelines that came from Aspen many years ago, and I mean, this is even before you were a little girl at that time, probably in grammar school. <laughs> but the, the guideline, the original ones that came out, I was very concerned with because I think they just clearly reflected more expert opinion and bias than any reasonable handling of the actual literature that was available at the time. I think things have gotten much, much better with the, with the more recent guidelines. But um, this was this was one of my early experiences with guidelines. We're at those very early Aspen guidelines. Yeah, and, you know, we would only publish them very infrequently, but that process was all revised in 2009 where rather than publishing a single all-encompassing compendium of guidelines, they began to finish to focus on issue uh, clinical guidelines focused on specific nutrition practice, support practices in age and diagnostic groups. And, you know, I think that that really helped them uh, the ability to, to clearly evaluate the literature. And what you are proposing, and, and we will see as JPEN readers with this new Journal Club series, will certainly help all of our readers be able to, to go to the literature and really evaluate the quality of that and not just consume what has been written there, but evaluate that for their own perspective. So thank you for leading this important conversation that's, that all of us as JPEN readers will be able to have starting in 2014 with your initial contribution. Just to close, tell us about your first issue, Introduction to Critical Reading. What should we look for in that? Well, the issue, the first issue isn't going to be discussing any paper because no paper had yet been assigned. It's just going to be an overview of reading. And actually, I would refer the readers to an article that Tim Littman wrote in Nutrition and Clinical Practice where he went into much more detail about how just the basis of how to read an article. And that perhaps before they even read my first issue, they should read Tim's material because he did a very nice job of summarizing how to approach a paper. 
what I will be doing in each of my further presentations is going to probably one aspect of, of something that Tim wrote about. But my first thing is just going to be a very general overview of, of just the structure of literature and how to read it. But Tim did a far more detailed job and, and much better job than, than I will do with that for very first issue. Very good. Well, thank you, Dr. Kretz. You have inspired me to get a journal club focusing on this series set up at my own home institution, and I challenge other JPEN readers to do the same. Well, thank, just th thank you for the opportunity to do this. This is very near and dear to my heart. Thank you.